Welcome to Top Brew, the show that is best served fresh. This is episode 51. I am Joe Darnell, and joining me today is the coffee man, Mr. Eric Rauch. Morning, Joe. Good morning, Eric. It's a lovely Wednesday. It is, and I guess uh, since we haven't spoken since the new year, at least on air, Happy New Year. Thank you. Happy New Year, 2016. That's right. Check that off the list. Get together with Eric and record a podcast in 2016. Now let's move on to the other 49 after this episode. Uh, Okay. (laughs) How many can we fit into a week? If we just like sat down and cranked them out, I wonder how many podcasts... Uh, we yeah, could knock out for the whole year. There's a show that that I that I listen to that's daily. That's not you know not just weekday daily seven days a week, and he's on episode 500. In fact, he's probably over that. He's probably like 502 right now. So he's um, not even produced a show for two years. No, but so I mean, in less than two years, you have 500 shows. I mean that that to me is is that's astounding. But it's, an, uh, it's intense. But you wonder. Did he record multiple shows in a day? Did he oh, get yeah, together yeah. In on fact, Monday even, morning? He even says that. He refers to that, that, that you, you know, they bat shows a lot, and then they don't, they don't, they don't just record them one, one day, and then the next day they do another one. Um, I remember one of, the, one of the guys that I used to work with said, if you want to make time fly, you, you start doing, and in our case, it was, a, it was a monthly magazine, but if you want to make time fly, you, just, you, you do something repetitive like that. That's you know a daily podcast or a monthly magazine or a weekly newsletter or because it, it just seems like did I just do this it's, right it was twenty four hours ago or it was it was last week that I was that I was sitting down to write this newsletter well yeah it was but it just makes time fly it's it's a it's a really interesting phenomenon well I I know the feeling because back in two thousand eleven remember back in two thousand ten Eric we were employed at another kind of company yeah and we were producing web video content and. Back in 2010 and nine and seven, we were doing radio broadcasting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, yeah. in 2011, it was a daily radio it show. Was. We were doing, yeah. yeah, and it, it felt like the, the time just flew by. Like we did that for more than two years. Uh, yeah, yeah, maybe. And, it, and yeah. at the time, it felt time consuming, but in my memory, it feels like we didn't do it for more than a season or two. It just feels shorter. Yeah, I don't, I don't think it was two years but yeah it was i mean it was it was in total it was like, like groundhog yeah. day you know yeah. every every day you're getting up and doing the and we had other tasks to do too it wasn't that wasn't the only thing we were doing so yeah it, it right. makes it makes time fly and then it was 2011 we did a youtube v- movie review show and so it was it was corporately run it was a real production and we had a studio we had professional lights and cameras and mic equipment and we would do the post editing in final cut pro and just took a lot of time to do it. Mm-hmm. And we would put out a movie review once or twice a week on a schedule. And when we got to the end of the year, we had 72 episodes from January through December. Yeah. It felt like such a fast year. And yeah, at, and at the same time, we put out so much. Right. And with and with that with that kind of a podcast, too, or with that kind of a show, you, you also have to do something else. It's, it's not just getting in the studio and talking. You, you have to have... I mean, you have to prep for anything, but in in that in that case, you can't just prep from your desk. You have to go to the movie theater. You have to actually go see the movie. So that's that's another. So you're seeing two to three movies a week for right. your for your job. Yeah, it was like um, a sixteen hour investment per yeah. episode. Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, Top Brew is thankfully not such an investment. I think that if we really strove one of these days for like a um, a recording marathon, we could crank out maybe a year's worth in a week, and then we could just take the rest of the year off and automate all the episodes, and nobody would be the wiser. We could be like, what week is this coming out? Okay, this is coming out July the 4th. We mm-hmm. could just re- say in the episode, happy July 4th, everyone. Yeah, and then we could we could say in January, if we're recording 
in January for the end of that year, we could say, now that we have flying cars. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, because that's happening. Because that's, that's always the Apple the car. There's always flying yeah. cars. Mm-hmm. Also in the, uh, the outline here, after we talk about podcasting and our careers in the past and broadcasting, etc., news, we have uh, some uh, listener messages. I want to say uh, welcome to all the new listeners that checked us out last week who discovered our show after our interview with Mike Hurley. It was great to have you on board and to hear from many of you. And I enjoy uh, the positive feedback. You know, we've been doing the show now for about a year. I like to think if our show is evergreen, most episodes are not talking about timely topics. They're dealing with timeless topics that concern coffee brewing, the coffee enthusiasts' interests. So anytime you feel like going back into the archive and listening to episode seven or something, it's still going to be relevant today. And we're only building on top of everything we've previously discussed. So go back and listen to the archive. You're going to feel like you're still getting fresh content. I, I, that's why I guess I can, ex- that's how I can explain the tagline of our show. It is a podcast best served fresh. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like your show should always feel fresh. And yeah. if you can pull that off, then you have a good show. So uh, a couple of things from listeners. We have uh, Jeff Hatz. Uh, he gave us a recommendation based off of the interview with Mike. If you didn't already hear episode 50, go back and hear Mike's thoughts and his brewing ritual. So it was Jeff who said, uh, before getting more gear, get a burr grinder. Like it's the SSD of coffee. Best single upgrade that you can do. The Barazza Encore, he gives that a total thumbs up. And I have to agree with Jeff. I actually gave this recommendation a long time ago in an article for topbrew.fm. I used to write for the blog a lot. And so we have many articles with tips and tricks. And one of those was called the first step to a delicious cup, where we recommended just this, that if you've already got good beans, if you've got a little bit of technique under your belt and experience making your brews at home, then to excel your game, try to invest more in your grinder. Mm Mm-hmm. Now, what kind of grinder are you using these days, Eric? It is a Barazza. I can't remember which. Because I don't. Which I have one a, it is. I think. Yeah. I think the Encore is the the entry level. Okay. And uh, we we have the one the next step up. Virtuoso. Yes, I think that's what it is. Yeah, the I Virtuoso is my personal favorite. Yeah, I think that's just the one based we have. on reading the specs and reading reviews and getting the ratings. That's what I'm saving up for. Okay. In uh, this year, yeah, I'm, I'm going to upgrade to that. Yeah, it's a pretty, it's a pretty stellar machine, um, especially for home use. Uh, you know, we we use it, we use it primarily for for grinding, for cupping in the uh, in the lab, um, and of course we make we make coffee throughout the day too, just for us to drink but uh it's it, it does a, it does a great job one it, of the but one of the reasons i like the virtuoso is that it's not just a burr grinder it's a conical burr grinder right yeah and that if you don't know listeners that means that the burrs are kind of like rounded rather than just like pointed and jaggedy with sharp angles and so the manner which it grinds changes the quality of the grind some for instance a lot of people say that if it's not a conical burr grinder it tends to grind things up hotter and more fa- uh, faster and that can uh, influence like that the temperature alone can influence the grind before you ever get to the brewing mm-hmm. stage so the conical burrs tend not to do that they don't influence the temperature of the grind in the process so that you're going to get like the grind at the temperature you want when you start to do the brew yeah. and it hasn't been influenced by a, a heat change I think that might be a little bit too granular. I guess. <laughs> but, <laughs> okay. But I still like the idea. It, it sounds right. Yeah. I, on a technical our, level. The thing, the thing that's nice about, and it, it may be the same way on the Encore, but the nice thing about the Virtuoso is they've done a lot of work with the, uh, with the bin, with the, uh, 
the grind bin, whatever you could, oh, yeah, the, the container res- where the, the reservoir where it all yeah, turns it, up. It, Cause one of the things that, that is really, really frustrating with a lot of burr grinders is they, you know, they make the bin out of plastic and there's a ton of static electricity that builds up and you go to dump it into your, into your whatever, into your, into your cone or whatever brewing you're going to be, whatever brewing device you're going to be using. And it all it's, just clings. It's, there's a bunch of stuff stuck on the bottom, mm-hmm. all these, these, these parts, you know, and, and they're, they're just there from, uh, that's like my, static. But that's like my one real complaint about the AeroPress is that the funnel you use to dump the grinds into oh. your AeroPress is plastic. And yeah, there's enough static electricity that it, a good portion of the grinds just clean to the funnel. Yeah, it's, uh, I mean, first world problems. But It is, yeah. But don't we live in the first world? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So we can complain. So I guess it's just a problem. Yeah, it's just a problem. <laughs> Now, if we lived in another world and then we were talking about first world problems, that would yeah, be Yeah, and then people would be like, oh, yeah, you got first world problems. But yeah. <laughs> so Jeff Hatsy also said, um, you know, he gave this other recommendation to uh, pour overs. If you want to go pour over, he recommends the Chemex because it's super clean and delicate, great for lighter, fruitier coffee. And uh, he much prefers it over the V60, which he personally says is kind of lackluster. I, I don't know that there's a huge difference between the quality of your coffee drink, but I certainly know that the brew method is very similar between the two devices and the Chemex does look prettier. Oh, so it does. Yeah. if you prefer an elegant device from a, a more civilized age, then get your lightsaber and get your Chemex and yeah. you'll be well equipped. And and the Chemex, one of the reasons that the Chemex does, does taste super clean and delicate is because the filter is so much thicker. Uh, it's a it's a much heavier, thicker paper filter. So you notice a significant difference in the in the taste of your coffee. I don't know if I'd say significant, but, but yeah, there's know, a difference. Yeah, and I think he's he's right. It is great for lighter, lighter, fruitier coffee if that's your thing. You know, a lot of people don't don't like lighter, fruitier coffee. They want they want dark roasted, you know, heavy coffee. And if that's if that's the case, the Chemex or even really the V60 isn't the best thing to use because you're not going to get as as much body. Um, mm. but that's when I'm, when I'm drinking a, a, a lighter coffee, I'll typically use the, the V60. I'm not a big fan of the Chemex, just, just my personal preference. It works fine. Um, but if I'm, if I'm drinking a darker roasted coffee, I'll use the French press because I want to, I want to get that mouthfeel. I want to get the, uh, the body that that's supposed to be there. I want, I want those oils to be part of the, of the cup, not left behind in the mm. filter. If there was a good exchange rate for cats and coffee makers, I may trade in my, one of my cats for a coffee maker. The one that broke my Chemex to be specific. Yeah. yeah. But if you trade in a cat, you'll end up with another one. Cats, cats don't, you don't ever end up with fewer cats. Yeah. Kind of like rabbits. <laughs> you just, you just get more of them. Well, yeah, so there's our advice. Uh, Mike, if you're listening to this, check out the Chemex or the V60. You can't go wrong with either. And I have to agree with the the cupping profile description that Eric just served. Uh, I think that the Chemex looks more elegant. The V60 may just uh, provide the flavor, though, that you like. Yeah, yeah, the V60 is definitely more of the more utilitarian of the two. Mm. So the, we also talked about the Chemex on episode seven of the podcast, The Modern Art Seal of Approval. So if you want to hear more about the Chemex, check that out. Also, we heard from Ingmar on Twitter. I think that's how it's pronounced, Ingmar. Uh, he had a different sort of question for me. Do you happen to have a good banana pudding recipe for the banana pudding that I mentioned on episode 17 of the podcast? Wow. I, uh, I don't even remember that. I know what he's talking about. He's talking about my mom's banana pudding, oh. which is outrageously awesome. 
My mom got it from Mama Darnell, who got it from her mother, and I think that that's it's as old as time. It's legend. Huh. Uh, Mama Darnell was raised in the country up in North Georgia, and who knows where she got it or how she co- came right. up with it. But everybody swore by her cooking, and there are meals of Mama Darnell that are legend. Really, I I don't actually have the recipe, but I yeah, really I was say want all it this now. time that I've known you and I've. I've never tried this legendary banana pudding. Well, I'm not Mama Darnell. Um, well, it doesn't mean you have to make it. No, my mom can do it. I know. Well, so bring some. Yes, I'm going to do that. I'm also going to bring home the recipe one of these days because I would like to have that up on the internet. I think it has some historical that relevance. That is something you need to pass on to your kids. You need to you need to learn how to make it. You need to get good at it so that you can pass it on to your kids. Yeah, learn the ways of the banana keep the, pudding. Keep the recipe going. Mm. What if you didn't know this is a coffee show? So we'll get back to the regularly scheduled program. One of these days, we'll have an ad spot for Mama Darnell's banana pudding. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so uh, Ingmar, I I do sympathize with you if you want a good banana pudding. And um, I'm going to try and follow that up with the real recipe. And uh, I've tried to reach my mom three times in the last week. I am trying, but I could not reach her on her, her phone because she doesn't have one. And so I'm going to have to talk to her in person. <laughs> that, that could be a problem. I'm calling you on your non-existent phone. Why aren't you answering? Please give me the banana pudding. All right. So moving on to the uh, topic for this episode, I want to discuss the latte macchiato from Starbucks. Eric has tried one. I've tried one. Uh, I think uh, well, Starbucks okay, wants what, to convince you that this is the latest and greatest. This is something I wanted to ask you but before we got on mic, but I didn't. Why? What, what was, is this, is this, is this a new thing or what? I mean, why did you want me to try one of these? Yeah, it's a new thing. It is. Mm-hmm. Okay. <clears throat> well, well, we'll get to that though, right after our, uh, thanks to our sponsor, Thrasher Coffee for providing the support for the Top Brew podcast and the website. Thrasher is a small batch roaster of high quality, responsibly sourced coffee. And Eric is their specialist there. He does most of the roasting for you and they don't roast until you order. So you can be assured that the beans that you brew are as fresh as you can get them without roasting them yourself. Fresh beans are like the force, Eric. You know, think about it. Fresh beans. Every time you drink fresh coffee, the force awakens you. Mm, The taste awakens. Mm -hmm. Y'all are just going to have to run with that. So the only uh, way to ensure that you're getting the force that you need is to get the fresh coffee beans and uh, to get them on a routine coffee delivery subscription. You can purchase Thrasher Coffee by the pound if you want to go there to the general store and just try out a couple of different roasts. A one-time order, you can do that. Or you can also get their craft roasts automatically delivered to you with their roast subscription service. And this is the way to go if you want to guarantee that the coffee that you need is going to be there when you need it all year. And because Thrasher is generous and Top Brew listeners are the best, you'll get 25% off of your purchase with the coupon code TOPBREW at checkout. So my thanks again to Thrasher Coffee for supporting the Top Brew podcast and our website. Keeping the mics on with Fresh Force Coffee. Hey, there's a new roast name. You can come out with uh, the Force Awakens roast. Yeah, I don't think we can do that. Oh, Copyright infringement stuff. A little bit, yeah. Uh, then again, if you were making, oh man, if you can imagine if you had a coffee line of like Star Wars coffee, how well that would sell on Pinterest. <laughs> oh my goodness. The coffee that fuels the Millennium Falcon. Oh, the dark side. <laughs> yeah, that's been, uh, that has been suggested already. 
the really? light side and the dark side. Mm. Well, I, I kind of think that Starbucks is already providing the dark side for us uh, with their roasts, their brews, and Indeed. their beverages. So now we're going to talk about the the latte macchiato. If you didn't already know people, this is what Starbucks is selling you the, the, these days. They have posters up in their stores. They have commercials. They've been talking about it on their website. There are articles all over the internet because the media seems to think that you need to know about what Starbucks is doing. And what they're doing is they are selling you latte macchiato. Eric, uh, what do you think of your macchiato? I, I thought about as much of it as I think of a, just a regular latte. Yeah. I, I guess I don't get a latte. It's boring. I, I mean, the reason why people have to put all these these syrups and things in, in their lattes is because a latte by itself is just boring. It it's kind of bland. You don't you're not tasting the coffee. You're you're certainly tasting the milk more than you're tasting the coffee. So if you have, if you're using good milk and you like hot milk, okay, then you know maybe maybe that's a way to get your caffeine. But I've just I don't understand the fascination with lattes. I do understand why why there's you know 35 syrups behind the barista to put in there to give it some sort of life to yeah. give it something that 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 tastes remotely uh, interesting. Yeah, it kind of reminds me of good oatmeal. Even good oatmeal needs some. Yeah, it's just cinnamon. kind of bland. Yeah, yeah, some honey, something butter. Even hey, butter and oatmeal is great. Well, that's interesting. Heard of people putting butter on grits? Never on oatmeal. Really? I don't think so. That's what I can remember. Get some grass fed butter for your oatmeal. You could make millions off of this idea. Tell the world how healthy it is. <laughs> no, actually, um, I, I have to agree completely. A latte is just kind of a boring, hot beverage. It's it's not a bad one. And the 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 better it's made, the more interesting it can be. I've had some craft coffee house lattes before that were really really good. Yeah, if you're starting with with really really good coffee, if you mm-hmm. have a really good espresso, yes. why why mask it with all the milk? I don't. Mm. I don't understand why you want to. Why you want to? Maybe you like the flavor of good milk too. <laughs> I just. I don't. That that that, that argument. It just. It it's like never goes way over my head. I don't. I don't get it. Because then you're saying I don't really don't like the coffee because mm. it really doesn't matter what coffee you put in there. Well, I it's mean, kinda, it adds a, a little bit. But yeah, what it makes me think of is the difference between eating a dark chocolate candy bar and having chocolate ice cream. See, chocolate ice cream is basically vanilla ice cream with chocolate flavoring to carry yeah, so, it I into mean, that dark just, chocolate. That just that just furthers my point. Like, yeah. It doesn't matter what coffee is going into that ice cream; it's all going to taste basically the same because you've got all these other ingredients yeah. that are that are in higher proportions in the right in the stuff. So it, it kind of well, washes the well, and that's why uniqueness of the coffee with, away. But that's why you wound up with moose tracks ice cream and you've got rocky road and these others where they add like whole swirls of chocolate into the mix because chocolate ice cream doesn't taste chocolatey enough and that's um but that floats a lot of people's boat a lot of people buy just a carton of plain chocolate ice cream and there's nothing wrong about it it's it it has a lot of vanilla ice cream to it with chocolate added to make it chocolate ice cream but if you really love chocolate Mm -hmm. you'll buy the chocolate candy bar yeah which which, which no I'm, vanilla about it. I'm more than happy. With, I, I mean, again, I'm, this is my my personal preference. I'm not I'm not saying that that if if a latte is is what you like, feel free. But what I am saying is that I just, I see absolutely no difference between a latte macchiato and a regular latte. If I had them side by side, there might be a subtle difference. But it, well, to me, you, it tastes like a normal latte. Okay. Do you know what the difference is? What, in terms of theory? In terms of how they put together the recipe. Well, I, I know a macchiato is basically a shot of espresso with a, a little bit of milk in it. 
Not in this case, because this is the latte macchiato. Well, I know, but that's yeah, yeah. that's what a macchiato is. But then but then you say, all right, well, a macchiato is coffee with a little with a little <laughs> bit of milk in it. We're going to put a lot of bit of milk in it and still call it a macchiato. It's just a latte. You know, you know what would have been a better name for this product? It would have been called the inverted latte, because that's actually what it is. Like, they basically reversed what they put, the order which they put the latte together. Yeah, and the taste is still the same. Yeah, it turns it out being a latte. It doesn't. Because you froth the milk, you do everything, and, and you know, half, half a, my cup was does a Big Mac taste different if you eat it upside down? Oh, <laughs> philosophical dilemma. Discuss. Now, now I have to go to McDonald's and try out that theory today. No, okay, so this is basically summing up our thoughts about the latte macchiato. It's a heck of a lot like their Starbucks latte, and it doesn't make me think of their caramel macchiato, which is the other macchiato that is known and rather popular off of the Starbucks menu. Uh, nothing like it because there's nothing caramel about this. There's really not very much macchiato to this. It's more latte than macchiato. Yeah, there's, a, there's a hint of sweetness to it, and that comes primarily from the milk. There was some sort of brown powder that they put on top, which I assume is cinnamon or nutmeg. Or it, so it, it had, I had just mm-hmm. a, a hint of that. Maybe that, yeah. uh, that offset, whatever, whatever you call those things. Are, are those spices? Um, I guess. But it, it so it had, it had just a, a, a hint of that. I mean, it, it wasn't terrible, but no. it just it was. On the outline, you, you say boring and uninspired. And yeah, it is. It's just, you know, milky coffee in a cup. It, it didn't, there was nothing good or bad about it. It was just kind of, yeah, eh, meh. I don't know about lattes because I don't get them very often, but a specialty beverage like this is usually not shaken and not stirred. I think that in general, uh, with a simpler beverage like this, especially one from Starbucks, I would appreciate it if it were blended together the milk and the espresso in general, I, I think it just tastes better. Now, if I was getting a specialty coffee from a good coffee house and I was drinking a delicious beverage, I may let it be and just drink it as is where they don't mix together your espresso and yeah. the frothy milk. But this would be better served if it just looked like a coffee with cream in it that had been stirred. Well, I got I got mine through the drive through the drive through this morning. So of course they give it to you in the cup in in the paper cup with the lid and the green sword. You know, so mm-hmm. I, I got I got one of those those really neat green swords um, adding to my collection. Uh, but they put this plastic lid on top with this little drinking hole in it, and but half the cup is foam. But you're not getting any of that because the, the liquid is what co- is what coming through the hole. You're not getting any of the foam. It's just remaining behind in the cup. So when you go in and you get it in a in a big mug inside the inside the store, you know the the foam is part of the drink because you can actually get some in your mouth. When you're drinking through a, a to go cup, it just it just oh, stays behind. Eric, you just explained everything that makes a world of difference between a coffee mug and a coffee paper cup. We're going to have to have a whole episode about this where we just break it down why you should try to get your coffee beverages in an open-faced mug. Yeah. I mean, there's a reason why, why, that, why that froth yeah. is there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. yeah. It's, whether it's you like it or not is, is beside the point, but there is a reason why, there is, why there's frothy milk in there. But if you put it in a, in a to-go container, there's really, really no reason to have it. No. So, so the way that this came about, y'all, was that I wanted to work remotely the other day. I was um, just kind of etching to get out. Of, you know, every now and then when I'm working here at home, I, I really enjoy working alone, but I also feel overly isolated at times. So to shake things up, I want to get out of the house. You want to be alone together with a bunch of other people that want to be alone together. I thought I did. I thought that that's what I wanted. Um, I learned some things about myself, Eric, and maybe I'm changing in 2016, because 2015 Joe was very happy to show up at a coffee house and do some work remotely. But 
everything felt different to me, even though nothing had really changed about Starbucks. Hmm. So here's what happened. I, I showed up in the morning after I take the kids to school and I was going to be there for many hours. I set up myself at the ideal seating spot at a good table where I could get power supply if I wanted. And there wasn't glare on my MacBook screen from the light outside of the windows. I had the ideal viewing angle of the front door with a counter behind me so that I wouldn't see too many people doing too much stuff just distracting me. So I had the great ideal spot to sit in the Starbucks. I felt like the king of the domain. I just like I had the best seat of the house. But that didn't matter because when it came right down to it, Starbucks is Starbucks. And depending on how you feel about the energy that's going on in there, the noise that's going on in yeah. there, the, what the customers are doing. And, and, the people next to you that, that are having a conversation loud enough so that you can hear. Yeah. And, and it seems like they have to be doing that on purpose. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so, so you just never know what you're going to get. Well, here's what I noticed. It's the first time I've been working remotely in a Starbucks in a long time. I sit there with my computer and I wait for my order. They finally present the order uh, and I get my cup. And it, it comes in that paper cup with the lid on it. Mm -hmm. First thing I do is I take the lid off because of two things. One, I want to be able to smell the beverage that I'm tasting. It makes a beverage taste a whole lot better. Leaving the lid on means that you're not going to get as much of the flavor out of the beverage as is actually there because a lot of your sense of taste actually is coming from your sense of smell. Yeah, so, so even, when you, even when you got yours in the store, it came in a paper cup? Paper cup with the lid on it. Do, do they not serve any of their of their? You their can ask for it, and without hesitation, they'll give it to you. Oh, you but just the default is is the paper cup. Default is the yeah. Oh, they don't okay. they don't ask you since you're you're drinking here. Since you're sitting here, it, since this is a dine in coffee experience, do you want it in a mug? No, they don't ask. You know that you're just going to get the paper cup. Huh. Okay. So I waited a few minutes while I was working on the computer, and then the sort of nonchalantly, I reach over there, pick up my cup, and I take a sip, and it burned my tongue. I mean, with the lid off. After three or four minutes, take a sip, instantly burned my tongue. That's rare. If I am getting that sort of a drink, which is very, very rarely, um, I'll ask them to, to, to steam the milk a little bit longer. Because really? usually, from, from my taste, it's, it's never hot enough. Hmm. Yeah, see, I, I don't know what happened. Maybe this was just a fluke, but it was not a very good experience. It influenced the rest of my, my work period because nobody likes a burned tongue. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I, just, I found oh, it was incredibly that It actually annoying. did burn your tongue? Oh, yeah. It, it bugged me the rest of the day. Oh, wow. Yeah. I, I agree with you. The general consensus is it's very latte-ish. And if you just want to shake things up, if you're a latte person, then try the latte macchiato. You can't really go wrong. I'd really be interested to hear from somebody that is a typical, you know, no no flavorings or anything. Just what, what you typically get is a latte, straight up latte, and then get a, a latte macchiato and tell us if you taste it an extraordinary difference or even even a subtle difference well or even if you like it because maybe the difference is not going to work for you see i personally think of uh, latte like drinks as the kind of thing i want to unwind not when i'm trying to wake up in the morning and that was one of my mistakes that was my mistake i didn't really think about yeah, it when you, i ordered you drink warm milk when yeah. uh, mom gives you warm milk when you when you have to go back to bed i kid you not warm milk will put you to sleep and then somebody can come along and kill you but <laughs> I, I, that's how i felt after just I, enough caffeine so that you don't fall asleep in the store well and you know a lot of people believe there's more caffeine in espresso but there's actually less so with the, all things considered it was just a knockout beverage just like any kind of latte would be yeah, not the kind of thing I want to do when I'm trying to get some work done hmm. at home or at the coffee house. My recommendation is this. If you want to enjoy the Starbucks latte macchiato, do it when you don't have to get some work done. Drink <laughs> it when you're on your way home at the end of the day. 
Uh, that's, when you want to uh, be completely unproductive, we, we have a drink for you. <laughs> <laughs> it is the opposite of a Red Bull. <laughs> well, I think that that's going to wrap it up for this episode. Thanks so much for the listener questions. Again, if you want to uh, chime in, you can give us some questions via email or on Twitter or on Facebook, and we'll be glad to talk about those in another episode. Thank you, Eric, for joining me. It's great to have you in the new year. It's my pleasure. If you want to find us on Twitter, we are at TopRoo, and I myself, I'm underscore Joe Darnell. Eric is not on Twitter. He's on Facebook, but he's a recluse. You'll never find him. He is more busy roasting your coffee beans. So if you want to reach him, you can reach him by email at feedback at topru.fm. We'll talk about whatever it is you want to talk about on a future episode. My thanks again to our continual sponsor, Thrasher Coffee. Use the coupon code TOPBREW to get 25% off and enjoy the fresh force that awakens. I am Joe Darnell. Thanks for listening to Top Brew. Top Brew.